commander has taken position, executed his plan, and now his foot soldiers are in place. What do they have in store next for Naruhata? Welcome everyone, it is Dylan from Class 1A bringing you another My Hero Academia Vigilantes chapter breakdown. This week we have chapter 100, Anonymous. So first off, we open up with this absolutely beautiful full color spread of our boy Crawler and all the heroes in the back. It is absolutely amazing, and I know this is going to be going as my wallpaper right after this. I always love big manga milestones like chapters like 100, 200, 300, because we always get little special treats like this, and it absolutely pays off. It is, it is incredible. I actually love this. So let's talk about the current situation. We have EMPs going off everywhere. There's absolutely no power in this city. We have traffic jams all over the place. No one can get really in or out of the city at this point. And we have these Anons all over the city. But we have all the heroes together, working together towards one single plan. So we have Ingenium who's going to zip out of the city and hopefully link up with his team to get some more backup in here. We have Edshot who's going to try to sneak past all of the villains and hopefully link up with Detective Tsukiichi. And we have Best Genus who is going to stay there and start helping out the civilians, keeping things kind of calm and under wraps. And of course you have Koichi being the hero fanboy that he is, needs to stop by and say hello and thank all the heroes. And I just love it because it shows that Koichi really is a hero at heart. He's just so pure and I, I love seeing interactions like this between him and the heroes because he's always kind of fanboying out. Maybe not to the extent as like Deku would in the main series, but you know, he's still on that level of where he really looks up to these heroes. And of course, as he does try to get out of there, Aizawa tells him he is still under arrest. He's still a villain. They haven't really like wiped that moniker from his title yet. Uh, they still see him as, you know, someone that needs to be kept and taken into the authorities. So Aizawa kind of takes him and says, we're going to go to the hospital. Of course, we all know that is where Pop is right now. So you can kind of see that, you know, Aizawa's not totally a bad guy here. He is kind of I guess gaming the system a little bit, which is totally Aizawa. He he does like to skirt that line a little bit. And we get a lot of Aizawa Koichi banter here. I love the back and forth between the two of them. Uh, there's just so much in this like panel of like them going back and forth that just uh, just makes me love Aizawa so much more. We've really seen him flushed out in the series even more so than in the main series. And it's just, it's hard to not be an absolute Eraserhead fan when you've seen both the main series and vigilantes. And as our heroes start setting off to carry out their plan, they all stop and help civilians in trouble. But of course, these aren't innocent people. They're two o'clocks anonymous. These are the silhouetted face guard villains we've seen spread throughout the city and kind of blending into the crowds. So they're all made with the bomb villains cells. So you might remember this back at the Sky Egg incident. Two o'clock did the same kind of thing there, except he mixed, I think it was the, the flying villain and the bomb villain together to make, you know, the flying explosion uh, villains that we saw there. This is a little bit different. The Anonymous are slightly different from that. I still think that there's some type of Nomu that they're splicing together, but they're much more nimble. They're quick. They can get around the place and they have small explosions rather than the really big ones we've seen in the past. And as far as I can tell, they aren't just single use. They're kind of just exploding and they keep going. So going back to an earlier panel, we can break down how they work exactly. Obviously, we already talked about the bomb cells, but they also have the EMP quirk within them as well. And I think that's why they're strategically located like throughout the crowd is because they're activating this EMP and they're also there cutting off communication physically and emotionally. So what this means is that they're essentially empty husks of people just standing there. And this is what is creating this unease and tension amongst the crowd of civilians. And also them being spread out like this, I assume it's kind of like a relay network to communicate between all of them and two o'clock. 
I don't know what kind of power True Clock has over them, whether it's, you know, obviously you're manipulating them into kind of like a Nomu-like creature, so obviously you have some sort of control over them, or if Two O'Clock actually has another quirk on top of his Two O'Clock ability already. And this is really scary because we see them pouring out of buildings, they're coming out of the alleyways, they're jumping off of rooftops, they're coming from everywhere. And good thing that they're only really going after the heroes here because this would be devastating if they're going after civilians only. I can just imagine all the like quirkless civilians or even civilians with just, you know, low end quirks, they'd be devastated by this, just absolutely ripped apart. So I'm, I'm you know, really, really glad that the heroes are there to kind of soak in a lot of this so they can stand up and fight against them. And as our heroes start to get overrun, Aizawa steps forward and tells Koichi to go. He'll hold them off. Making a dramatic speech about being a school teacher, we see a silhouette of his class, and he jokes about fighting that these villains are, are easy compared with dealing with the students. He just needs to punch the villains into submission. And I love these panels because it's like the sacrificial, you go, I stay, I'll throw my life away here for the greater good. But, you know, obviously it's Aizawa. Like, he's in the main series. We know he's not going to die here. Um, but it's just really funny to see in that kind of context. And it just shows how badass Eraserhead is. And we end with Koichi running off to the hospital. And I just cannot believe how tense the manga has been. Furuhashi is an absolute genius at just creating this tension and just keeping it for so long. It feels like the past four months have been an insane mess of just being tense, not knowing what's going to happen. You know, it feels like the end is just right around the corner. The next, the next chapter feels like it could be the end. And I think I felt that way for the last 10 chapters. Um, it is definitely incredibly tense and it's, and it's just been a wonderful, wonderful ride here. Now that Koichi is separated from the heroes, he's going to start making his way to the hospital. And obviously this sets up the 2 o'clock versus Koichi showdown. But it really frames it in the light of saving Pop right then and there. Because they're going to be fighting at the hospital. She's going to be at the hospital. And you also have the additional, like, I guess, help from Toga and his crew. Because I assume they still have eyes on the hospital. Um, as well as Knuckle Duster. We have to see the return of Knuckle Duster. I want to know when he's coming in. And it's, it's really crazy to think about that the majority of the story, even though Knuckle Duster still has been looming over our heroes, he's been gone for like two thirds of it. It is, it is really crazy to look back and think, you know, he, he's been gone for so long, yet he's still left such a huge impact on all our characters. And I think myself and everyone else is just waiting for him to come back. He has to make that big epic return. Getting to chapter 100 is a huge feat for any series, and I'm really glad Vigilantes was able to stand the test of time and keep being good week after week after week. It is such an awesome story, and it's like the example of how to do a side story with different characters correctly. It really builds out the world, and I don't know, I've fallen in love with it, and I've just become a huge, huge My Hero fan in general. Like, I, I was super into My Hero when it, you know, when it first came out, but the addition of this series and reading it along has just made me a diehard fan. Okay, so let's just talk about Ingenium for a second, because this series actually made him a really awesome and interesting character that I care about, as opposed to My Hero proper, because when we were introduced to him there, he was more or less just a plot device, but I really love how they fleshed out his character here and made him someone we actually care about, and he's like his own distinct personality rather than just being Ida's brother. And there we have it. The showdown at the hospital is upon us. The series is in maximum overdrive at this point, and it is so incredibly hyped. I'm really excited for it, and I hope you're excited for it too. If you want to keep up with the conversation that we're having here about My Hero Academia Vigilantes as we're headed into the final bits of the series, make sure you subscribe here at Class 1A. 
Class 1A is the place to be if you're a My Hero Academia fan. We go over the main series, we go over the manga, we go over every new episode of the anime, vigilantes, and so much more. Get ready, get hyped, and I will see you all next class.